Hi everyone. In the previous episode, we discussed how science reaches a conclusion on the cause of a chronic disease. We explained the difference between a risk factor and a cause, and we detailed how we gather evidence from epidemiologic studies, genetic studies, animal studies, clinical trials on drugs, and pathological studies to reach the causal conclusion. In this episode, we will discuss how does that apply to LDL cholesterol and atherosclerotic disease. Welcome to CardioBuzz, your one-stop shop for all things cardiology. We're here to bring you the latest news and information about heart health, from breaking research to practical tips for staying healthy. Whether you're a healthcare professional or just someone who wants to learn more about heart health, we have something for you. Atherosclerotic cardiovascular diseases are the leading causes of morbidity and mortality worldwide. But what exactly are we suspecting to be the cause of atherosclerotic disease? Is it cholesterol or LDL cholesterol? Well, they are different. Cholesterol is an essential component of the cell membrane. It's a precursor of bile acids and steroid hormones. And most of the cholesterol used by the cells is synthesized by the cells themselves. Whereas cholesterol circulating in blood is different. Because cholesterol is a lipidic material and our bloods are aqueous, so cholesterol has to be mixed with proteins in order to be able to circulate in the blood. The mix of cholesterol, triglycerides, and protein results in formation of lipoproteins. And we have different kinds of lipoproteins in our blood that are differentiated from each other by the surface protein, whether it's called B or A or E. And our biggest suspect is the ApoB-containing lipoproteins. And because LDL is the major component of all ApoB lipoproteins, we will focus on LDL. So what evidence proves that LDL cholesterol is a cause of atherosclerosis? Let's start by observational studies. We look into a large population, compare those with elevated LDL and those with low LDL, and see how much coronary disease does each group get. Native Indians in Mexico, who have not adopted a Western lifestyle, are known to have very low levels of LDL cholesterol, and they have minimal atherosclerosis. In modern societies that are exposed to the Western diet, the situation is different. Here are two examples of large epidemiologic studies. The Emerging Risk Factors Collaboration reported the results of more than 300,000 persons who were all healthy at the start of the study, and they were followed up for a median of 10 years. Another study, which is the Prospective Study Collaboration, reported more than 890,000 persons who did not have cardiovascular disease at baseline and were followed for several years. In these studies, individuals with high plasma LDL concentration had more myocardial infarction and more cardiovascular death. The study found a linear association between LDL cholesterol and the risk of mortality from coronary artery disease. It becomes clearer with familial hypercholesterolemia, which is a genetic disease. The rare form, the homozygous form, affects one in every 500,000. Patients with homozygous familial hypercholesterolemia have extreme elevations of LDL cholesterol and they develop coronary disease in their teens. There is a minor form that is more common, affecting one in 300 people worldwide, and these people can develop coronary disease in their 40s. So we have observational studies involving millions of subjects showing that elevation of LDL cholesterol is associated with more coronary disease and low LDL cholesterol is associated with less coronary disease. We have a gradient of exposure. High LDL means coronary disease, and the higher the LDL level, the more severe is the disease and the earlier it develops. But you said in the previous episode that observational studies can prove association and not causation. After all, there could be a hidden factor that caused both LDL elevation and coronary disease. Yes, you're right. These are all observational data. But let's see what happens when we get information from genetics. What do the genes tell us? Okay, what do genetic studies tell us about LDL cholesterol and atherosclerosis? We know that there are numerous variants in multiple genes, and some of these variants have been associated with lower LDL cholesterol 
or higher LDL cholesterol. Each of these variants is inherited random at the time of conception in a process referred to as Mendelian randomization. Therefore, inheriting a genetic variant that lowers the LDL is similar to being randomly assigned to a lower LDL level, whereas inheriting the wild gene or the standard gene is like being assigned to a higher LDL level. Comparing the risk of cardiovascular events among persons with and without such variant should provide an unconfounded estimate of the causal effect of lower LDL levels on the risk of atherosclerotic disease. Mendelian randomization studies involving more than 300,000 participants have consistently demonstrated that individuals with genetic variants that cause very low LDL cholesterol have a remarkable longevity and can live free of coronary disease till their 90s or till the age of 100. Also, genetic evidence supports that higher LDL levels reduce lifespan and longevity. Taken together, Mendelian randomization studies provide compelling evidence that LDL is causally associated with the risk of atherosclerotic disease. Okay, that seems interesting as a start, but do we have more tangible evidence? Yes, we do. Let's examine the atherosclerotic tissues under the microscope and see what do they tell us. The main components of the atherosclerotic plaque are cholesterol, inflammatory cells, smooth muscle cells, fibrous tissue, and lipoproteins. Histologic studies have shown that LDL starts the process of atherosclerosis. The earliest form of atherosclerosis is known as the fatty streak, and it can be observed as early as the second decade of life. We know that the fatty streak is induced by the LDL particles that migrate into the arterial wall, and the rate of migration depends on the concentration of LDL in the blood. This LDL cholesterol is oxidized and then taken by macrophages. Macrophages secrete cytokines and start a complex series of events which results in activation of smooth muscle cells in the vessel wall which migrate, form a plaque, more cytokines are released and atherosclerosis tends to progress until the plaque ruptures and results in a heart attack. It's also interesting to know that we never find atherosclerosis without finding LDL cholesterol in the plaque. And so, examining the atherosclerotic tissues demonstrates clearly the role of LDL particle in the initiation and the progression of atherosclerosis. The tissue studies seem to show that LDL is a strong suspect, but there may be still another factor that initiates LDL deposition in the vessel wall and is the real cause of the disease. Maybe if we inject experimental animals with LDL and see the result, then we can get closer to believing. We have two ways to see the effect of LDL on atherosclerosis in experimental animals. The first is dietary experiments. We give the experimental animals a diet that will elevate LDL cholesterol and see if they will develop atherosclerosis or not. When we induce hypercholesterolemia in rabbits, this results in atherosclerotic lesions in the aortic arch and thoracic aorta. Pigs, when fed with a high cholesterol diet, again developed coronary atherosclerosis. When we feed hamsters with high cholesterol diet, their LDL cholesterol increases, and after 10 months, they develop the classic lesions of atherosclerosis. The second way is through genetic experiments. We disrupt the genes that regulate LDL levels and again see if the animal will develop atherosclerosis or not. Looking at mice, when we delete the genes encoding for the LDL receptor, they develop hypercholesterolemia and then they develop atherosclerotic lesions that progress in a way similar to the human disease. We can also combine both methods. We give them high-fat, high-carb diet and we do the genetic editing. The genetically modified mice responded to the high-fat and cholesterol diet with a significant increase in LDL cholesterol and they form atherosclerotic plaques in the aortic root. So we learned from animal studies that we can increase LDL levels by a diet or by genetic modification, and this will lead to the development of atherosclerosis. Yes, and that's another important step towards establishing causality. How about clinical trials in humans? How does lowering LDL affect atherosclerosis? 
We can lower LDL cholesterol by a healthy diet, by statins, by ezetimibe, PCSK9 inhibitors, pempidoic acid, bile acid sequestrants, and even surgery, ileal bypass surgery. First, start by statins because they are the cheapest and the most convenient and most extensively studied. In a meta-analysis of 26 trials involving more than 170,000 individuals, statins lowered the LDL and caused a significant reduction in the risk of cardiovascular events. And as the treatment continued longer, the benefits became better. The effect of statins was rather consistent, regardless of how high was the baseline LDL cholesterol. Looking deeper into the vessels with intravascular ultrasound with statin treatment, lowering the LDL resulted in a regression of coronary atherosclerotic plaques. Other therapies that reduce LDL cholesterol through different mechanisms have been also shown to reduce the risk of cardiac events. Bile acid sequestrant, ezetimibe, PCSK9 inhibitors, both resulted in a significant reduction in LDL cholesterol and again a significant reduction cardiovascular diseases. When we lower NDL, we can stop the progression of the disease and we can even regress the disease. Randomized clinical trials on drugs lowering LDL cholesterol give us the most convincing clinical evidence on NDL causality of atherosclerosis. So to conclude, NDL cholesterol is a cause of atherosclerotic disease based on evidence from observational studies, tissue studies, animal models, clinical trials, and Mendelian randomization trials. If you inherited the genes that lower LDL cholesterol, then you'll probably live longer. But if you didn't inherit these genes, then a healthy lifestyle or medications to lower LDL cholesterol can help to prevent heart disease and can probably make you live longer and healthier. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Cardio Buzz. If you did, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to check out our other videos for more information on cardiovascular health. See you in the next episode.